0: Hello, teammates, and welcome to another episode of The Coach's Huddle. Tonight, we meet with Brandon Collier, a former NFL player who took his NFL career and his skills and took him to a different direction over in Europe. So the huddle goes out to international waters. So sit down with us as we meet with him and go over how his life has changed, what he's doing, and how he's made his own company, and what we like to call tonight's episode as Second Down. Get your passports ready, because tonight, we go international. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to another episode of the Coach's Huddle tonight. The huddle we have, we've got our passports out, and we've traveled all the way to Europe tonight. We are speaking with Brandon Collier, the CEO. Listen, we got a CEO tonight, y'all. We we take now the place, man. The CEO of PPI Premier Players International. But before we go into that, Brandon, how you doing tonight, man? How's Germany treating you out there, man? How's the schnitzel?
1: I'm, I'm doing great, man. It, it's it's like I said, it's um, morning time where I'm at right now. So, um, like I said, man, we get through everything with the COVID just like everybody everybody else. But overall, man, I'm happy to be in Germany. I mean, we got a I think they got a pretty good infrastructure here. So just happy to be here and you know just living the dream.
0: Now, I you know I just left Germany not too long ago. Now one thing I do know about Germany rules will be followed. So. If there's some rules from COVID, I know they following, and if you ain't following, there's some old lady in the window looking, making sure that you are following those rules, because she will call the police eye quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's frustrating at times, but you gotta respect it. Just their culture, so you know they, they kind of police each other, just because they got a pretty good thing what they doing in their country. So.
0: Well, definitely, you know, they're trying to keep everybody safe. This COVID thing, man. First off, man, my my heart's condolences go out to everybody who's going through this and the people who've lost loved ones through it. So it's definitely not something we want to take for granted. So big ups to Germany for what they're doing now, Mr. Collier, you've done some things that most people dream, dream of doing. You started out, you went to UMass Mm -hmm. and you reached the pinnacle. My man, you made it to the NFL. Taking it to that point, man. How much work did it take for you? Because a lot of young men out there who say, "Man, I want to go to the league. I want to do that." How much work did it take for you to get there?
1: I mean, just, I mean, it sounds cliche, but I mean, just how it's kind of how everybody says: if you if you dream about it and you put goals and aspirations to it, it can happen. I mean, like I said, I came from a a tough background from Cleveland, Ohio, so. I had a tough up, upbringing. and grew up a single mom. Had five brothers. You know, all unfortunately going into going into high school, all five of my brothers went to the penitentiary. At um, pretty much one stretch, all of them was is in there. You know, what I mean, just making bad decisions and stuff like that. So I kind of you know, I mean, I kind of used them as an example of what I didn't want to be in terms of, you know, what I mean. In terms of living, going through, going a different route um, and things like that, so I kind of tried to buckle down to school. I was on a kind of wrong path at the beginning. I mean, at uh, one point I had straight Fs going into high school, like. But then uh, you know what I, you mean it clicked? It clicked somehow. The next year I had straight A's, so you know what I mean it, it? It just happened that fast. Then in tenth grade, I started. Playing football, I played football at nine years old for about three years. I mean, I was I was always pretty good at athletic things like that. But I got kind of caught in the streets in the neighborhood and stopped playing from about twelve to around fifteen, sixteen years old. And I got back into it. I think actually my junior year in high school, I start I started back playing and kind of go from there. I kind of forced my mom to move to a different neighborhood where we're kind of like a suburb neighborhood of our city because I drove by there and they had the first astral turf that I ever seen. I said, okay, if I'm going to play, I want to play for this team and kind of forced her to uh, move there. So hats off to her for, um, for doing that. And and after my, after my um, junior year, I mean, it was kind of slow, kind of slow recruiting the school was kind of small with recruiting, no one, no one from that school probably in fifteen years have gotten a scholarship. So, after after um, my senior, after my senior season, um, I went on to go to a, a prep school with in Hudson because I mean, coaches was liking me, but I didn't play enough. I didn't play enough football. So, going to this school and another suburban school was probably forty minutes from where i live at. I started getting I started getting I probably ended up with like fifteen scholarships from the school, but it wasn't it wasn't that simple. You know, what I mean I had to do all the recruiting on my own. So it was another small school that didn't have many recruits. So I mean, not trying to sound too old school, but I was waking up early making videotapes and things like that and sending them out to schools. I mean, we didn't have the huddle where you send the links and stuff where they got it pretty easy today. We had to I mean, literally, I used to wake up two hours before school just to make tapes and things like that and, and ship them off, and I mean, for like I said, fortunately, it, it, it ended up working out where, I mean, I, I had 15 scholarships, I, I believe, I mean, I had even bigger schools than UMass, but I, I kind of wanted to get away from where I lived, because I always stayed, I never really been out my side of my state until my school visits, so... End up going to UMass, probably the best decision of my life in terms of, I mean, just football and socially, where I got friends there until today. And had a, I was a four-year starter there, team captain. I had had a great career. I mean, and my senior year of of UMass, I mean, a lot of scouts was coming in asking about me. But unfortunately, I got hurt in my senior year, and I didn't pass a physical, so kind of was off the radars of, of teams, and then after the draft went on, I didn't get, I didn't get selected. Um, I kind of took a year off to rehab. And I mean, I knew teams were interested in this. My agent was telling me if you get healthy, I mean, it's going to be teams that want you. So after the, after the point of getting healthy and passing the physical, um, the Eagles, they was always interested in me out of college. So they called my agent and asked me, was I ready? And things like that. Then, of course I said, I passed the physical and kind of, Go from there, and I guess I got signed, signed a, signed a three year deal with the Eagles. But as you guys know, um, nothing guaranteed in the NFL. So I went to the Eagles, played in the preseason game. And I mean, one thing I almost regret about my situation is that I mean, my goal and dream was to get to the NFL. So I felt like I got there, and, and, and you know what I mean, it was the biggest accomplishment in my life but you know me I I always tell the younger guys right now dream to be a hall of fame or dream to be a pro bowler or something because you kind of set your mind different so it's like okay if you set your mind to be a college player once you get to college it's kind of okay I live my dream and I mean what's next so you mean like I said I got injured down there with Philadelphia I end up you mean of course I got paid for a year there so I'm happy with that and Of course, that changed the resume for the rest of my life and it helped me springboard to things that I'm doing now.
0: Now, let's let's backtrack just a little bit because you you mentioned some key things that I think a lot of young athletes and people need to hear. So, let's go back to high school. You Mm -hmm. went to high school and you said, you know, you didn't necessarily get recruited out of your senior year, so you went to a smaller school. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people get this idea. Oh, I need to go to this big four-year university. I need to go to University of Miami. I need to go to mm-hmm. Texas. I need to go to Alabama. Because if I go there, that's how it happens. Mm-hmm. You take the traditional route. Coming out of high school, how did that attack your your resiliency when you didn't get the offer from that big school and you had to go to the Hudson's and the smaller mm-hmm. schools to get to where you needed to go to? What was your mind frame in that? What did that take you mentally? I mean, it
1: was one of the things where... I was just happy, where I'm from, I was just happy to move, even if it was 40 minutes away, I was just happy to move out of from what my neighborhood was. I mean, it, it made me think, like, man, like, I, this is another opportunity to reach my goal. So, I mean, with anything these days, you don't need to go to the Ohio States and Miamis and Michigans to go to the NFL to achieve, achieve, I mean, of course, they're getting the most players, so your percentages is higher, but at the end of the day, wherever, if you work hard, wherever school you end up at, and this is still your goal, you can still reach there. I mean, there's plenty of kids that get drafted from the Division Twos and 1AAs and the small Division I schools every year. So, I mean, that, that's, so that's kind of what my mind said. I just need to get in somewhere, and I'm going to make it happen.
0: Now, you did that by going to UMass, and you made another good point. You said you had offers to go to bigger schools. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we get enamored with the big name, but you chose a smaller school. And Mm -hmm. when you chose a smaller school, you said something that a lot of kids don't hear. Four-year starter Mm -hmm. at a Division I university. Mm -hmm. What made UMass that school? And how did you, in your own personal opinion, how did you make that decision to say, hey, I'm going to pass on these bigger names to go to Mm -hmm. this university?
1: So I had an offer from Cincinnati, uh, Indiana came in late, Illinois, um, and a lot of other Mac schools, so, but they came in really kind of late, so the, with UMass, I mean, they, they made me as their number one recruit. I mean, it was, I mean, how they recruited them? they didn't recruit me with the recruiting coaches or position coaches, they recruited recruit me with the head coach. Mm-hmm. He's at DC and Michigan right now. And that was kind of like a selling point for me, and, and all the other schools were in a two to three hour radius of home. I kind of wanted to get away. As I told you, I had five brothers that just went to uh, the prison. I, I wanted to get far away and kind of do my own thing, and you know, what I mean create something on my own. So that that was kind of a big reason for me, and the chance of, of playing early, and, and that's kind of, that's what happened, and. I mean I worked really hard going into it but but I was be- I was I was better than a lot of guys on that team already as a freshman so I you mean know, I made a name for myself right away you know I mean mainly because I was so hungry man like you know I mean people that's going to Ohio State and Alabama they probably had the same hunger as me and people going to UMass not everybody had that same type of hunger because they didn't come from the same environments as me so I kind of stood out at an early stage, and you know what I mean I almost got kicked off the team because I was a little too violent in terms of my play. Because I was playing for something that you know what I mean most people there wasn't playing for. You know what I mean I was playing to take my family out of the situation. take it was it was something that you know what I mean I'm proud of to t- today.
0: You know, I always say that one thing with with a lot of young people, when you have people who come from the situation like you came from, that's a hunger that you can't just put in anyone yeah. because that type of dog, you just, you don't grow that dog. The wild dog, you can't grow a wild dog. So, these kids, that come from these situations, and they, they, you know, that's like the Kardashian dog. It lives in the house, and it got all, you know, pampered, and it gets, like, little shoes. And, but them right. dogs that come from your situation, that type of drive to get out is not something that everybody has. Nah. Now, go to UMass. You start for four years. Draft day comes. This is supposed mm. to be... The night, man, this is supposed to be, you know, you're yeah. sitting at home, you don't, you don't order all them chicken wings, you know what I'm saying? You, <laughs> I mean, everybody there, I mean, everybody's ready. The mm-hmm. name doesn't get called. Now, I know you had an injury, so typically, you say, okay, well, it didn't happen because I got an injury, but still in the back of your mind.
1: Yeah, for sure, I was still,
0: still, I was still, get yeah, 100%, I was still,
1: my, literally, it was a, it was a dark time. I mean it was it was like said so I mean I'm glad you asked that question because it was it was a real dark time man and probably the darkest time of my life at at one point because you know what I mean like everybody back home they don't understand the process they they just think okay you play football you know you you know I mean? you outside you, you in Massachusetts you're going to get drafted i know you get drafted somewhere you know what I mean not understanding all what goes into it you know what I mean, and it was kind of a, I wouldn't even say an embarrassing thing, but it was kind of a dark side where, man, I was ashamed to go go, go back home and around people because the questions was going to be asked, man, what, what happened? What, I mean, because I'm dealing with, you know what I'm saying, I'm from the hood, man. I'm dealing with neighborhood dudes that, you know what I mean, they looked at me as, oh, damn, this, this the pride and joy he made. He made it out, so he's coming back with the shit, like, you know what I mean it's kind of like a almost a fail because they're not looking at the education thing of stuff. They almost looking at man, if you ain't making football, you kind of fail. So mm-hmm. it was man, like I said, it, it was a dark three days from that from the whole draft period. Like man, it was man, it was a depressing standpoint. I could just tell you that, and and after that, um, and then my mom moved back to like probably the roughest area in Cleveland, man. And I, I mean, I, I was at a point, I ain't had, I ain't really had nowhere to go. So after that, I went back to, I, I stayed, I stayed with her for about two months. And that, I mean, I was working out inside, never came outside because the, the depression of it was so high, man, that I didn't even know what to do. And of course I had an education, but
0: man.
1: That, we, that ain't about to help anybody at that moment. You know what I mean? The education helps somebody 10, 15 years down, maybe ten years down the line, you can help your family, but you know what I mean? You're not about to help anybody right now with the diploma. I mean, that that you know what I'm saying? So that's just my mindset there it, it it wasn't just about it wasn't just about me, man. If it was just about me, I'd have been okay with it. You know what I mean? But I had brothers,
0: I had you had a family dependent on you and you felt like you literally let them down. Yeah, like man. As if that was your penitentiary was to come back home and not be the NFL star that you thought that you yeah, were. Yeah, it yeah.
1: It, it, it was hard, man. Like I said, it, it was, to this day, I'm just thinking back. I ain't thought about it in years, but I'm thinking back like, man, this was a dark time, man. You kind of see how People change. People don't pick up the. I mean, like I said before that draft, everybody picked up the phone hype. But you see, after that went past, nobody pick up the phone the same. They, they, oh, it it really it really changed, man. I could tell you that. And man, fortunately, like I said, I, I'm a believer in the Most High God. So. I I, I really got on my knees in tears, like man, what what, what's next? Like you mean, this is what I worked all my life for. What's next? What I'm gonna do? And man, I would say after about two months of of grieving from that, man, I kind of like found myself. Like I ain't gonna give up on my dream, knowing you mean it's still right there. And I kind of put my head down, started working it. You mean it eventually worked out.
0: What was the lifeline that, that gave you hope to say, you know what, I'm going to keep going?
1: This came into like the most, like the depression times of, um, I'm scared to even look at preseason games. I'm looking then, I, I finally, look. I mean, I know we had about 10 kids the 10 guys and we had a guy get drafted the second round from our team. We had about 10 guys in camp. But I'm just, I'm not keeping up with anything. I just happen to look at, one preseason game, and it's the Jets and Giants. And you mean, one of of my good friends, a teammate of mine, Victor Cruz, that uh, he was an undrafted free agent. Nobody really wanted him. He he got picked up by the Giants because he was a local guy. And, shit, this game, he he was a star after this game, man. He went on to score three touchdowns. And, and, I mean, the rest is history, man. Like I said, and I would say at that point, watching that, you know what I mean? I was ecstatically happy, but you know I me mean? also inside. Like man, I play right next to him. You know what I'm saying? He, you know what i He knows what I can do. We all, you know I'm saying, like these guys looked up to me as, as, you know as, as players. Okay, we we want to play. I'm looking up to Brandon. I'm like, hey, things like that. And I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? That that kind. Of, after watching that, it was kind of like, man, I know I can do the same. Th- I know I I can do the same thing he can do in 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 some way. So I just started working and working and kind of like the crazy part is right. So how it kind of happened, how I got picked up is, of course, I was working out, working hard. Man, I, I was I was getting back into my routine and but most importantly, man, I got back with my faith and, and started believing. So it it's, it might sound crazy and, and to people, man, but. Man, it was it was really one day where man, I was on the brink, brinks of man. Like I, I, man, I probably had twenty dollars to my name, man, if that. You know what I mean where I was on? Um, so I mean, I got on my knees, man, and prayed to the Most High. And literally the next day, you I mean it, it might sound as sound, but literally the very, very next day, man, my agent called me and said, "Hey, man." You need to get you need to get on a flight to Philly tomorrow. The Eagles, they liked you out of college. They 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 need a defensive they need a line lineman. They want to sign you. So man, they, I flew up there, worked out. They signed me, man. It was like literally, man, the the best, probably the best day of my life, man. Because you know what I mean this is the time they was calling itself a dream team. They had all the expectations behind them, man. And you know what I mean. Of course, I mean, I couldn't be a fan, but shit, Mike Vick walking past me, man, like it was it was like a it was like a surreal moment. And then I got on the practice field, man. The craziest thing is of course I was a little nervous, man, but honestly, they had a first round pick at O line and they they lined me up against him. I beat him three straight times like a first, I mean, my hunger was something totally different my than you were
0: starving.
1: any of theirs, man. So, this, like I said, this guy first-round pick with 15 million guaranteed. I'm out there, so I'm killing them. So, I just see reporters looking like that, oh, this kid, and the coach, like, man, you let the, – their old line coach, like, you letting it down. Undraft the free agent, kick you kick you behind. And, man, so I'm on cloud nine. Like, I, I – like – I had two sacks on Mike Vick. I mean, I ain't tackle him, but I, I beat my guy and and, and had two sacks on him. So, literally, the very after the first practice, we went to watch the film, like the whole defense and man, the coaches, players praising me, like man. Then right next practice, same thing, dominating. So right after the next practice, the not the D line coach, but the assistant D line coach, like man, hey, hey. Come here, I want to talk to you. Like, man, the coaches love you. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. You're going to make this team. So, we had a, we, 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 it was literally right before the preseason game, man. I don't know what happened, man, on the, on the block. Then the damn linebacker drove his line and it took my damn leg and broke my leg, man. So, oh. it was, it was, it, like I said, it, I, honestly, man, I could be honest with you, man. That wasn't the darkest time in my life. So I, I wasn't even, like, I was disappointed and sad, man. But honestly, man, I kind of, after that, when that even, even when I was carted off, man, in my head is, man, I'm like, I didn't been through way worse time than we are right now, man. So whatever happens after this, I'm good with.
0: It. You know, I think part of that was you got a chance to get to your mountaintop. Right When you got there on the field, and not only did you get there, you got a chance to see and prove to yourself, like, not only am I here, damn it, I'm supposed to be here. I'm out here doing what I'm supposed to do. And there was nothing you can do to stop that injury. Of course, there's some disappointment. Of course, there's some despair. But what else do you do in that situation?